Hello there, and welcome back to Check on Chef with James Cochran and Dan Henry from 1251 in association with Sauce Shop. Every episode, we catch up with your favourite chefs, discussing what got them where they are today, their food loves, put together with six of their favourite songs, chosen by them to represent this. This week, we are delighted to be joined by the extremely impressive Michelin star chef, Lee Westcott. Lee tells us his story about starting out in hospitality, working with Tom Aitkins before receiving his first Michelin star. All this plus his six song choices, which are Corkers too. Enjoy. Good afternoon, gents. Are we there? We're here. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. There yeah. we are, mate. Hello, yeah. hello. <laughs> How are we all doing? We good? Good, mate. Good. Yeah, good. Can't complain, man. Busy as fuck, considering... Mate, your burgers look... Those burgers look incredible. Yeah, man. Call me, call me Byron, mate. Literally, I'm 15 years cooking, <laughs> mate. I'm <now laughs> fucking doing about 100 kilos of chicken a week, mate. But um, how have you been anyway? Yeah, all right, man. I've just um, been chilling, really. I've not been working on anything, so I'm just relaxing at home, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's a tough old I mean, time, isn't it? Oh, it's fucking... It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really it's, is. It's a tough time. The industry are fucking pretty fucked, man. I think a lot more of the places will close, unfortunately. Because obviously the June 30th is when the debt, I was with the rent debt memorandum runs out from the government. So from the 1st of July, your landlord can now make you pay rent. And then obviously from the 1st of... Do you think they'll extend that? Well, I hope they do. Um, but we haven't that's heard anything mad. yet. That's fucking mad. And then the, the month after that is when furlough changes. So from the 1st of August, we have to pay. Obviously, if they work, you have to pay. But then you also need to pay pensions and... Uh, national insurance and everything on top so there'll probably be a lot of companies you know that can't do that well i'd say everyone pretty much will downsize so yeah july and august are going to be fucking shit um yeah. i don't know, I don't know. it's That's weird because like, i, I kind of wish i had a restaurant but obviously i know how hard it would be if i did have one at the moment so <laughs> yeah mate yeah, yeah. fucking like to have one or not i think it's just uh We've been we've been extremely lucky in, in sense of like we're working hard, but we've been very lucky that we can change and adapt because yeah. you know you can do the, the chicken thing, but most people can't do that, right? You follow a you know your it's your place, it's how it is. You know what I mean? You can't turn that restaurant into a takeaway overnight. Do you know what I mean? So no, it's, yeah, it's pretty extreme. So it was and when when Noma, when Noma started doing a burger. That's when I think everyone realised that if they can change, like it doesn't matter if you're a fine dining restaurant. Yeah, you can, you can do something that's approachable. Like yeah, exactly, Absolutely. exactly. And I'm sure they smashed it. Obviously, yeah, yeah they look yeah. busy. We were just saying like we can't really go back to twelve fifty one purely because of we wouldn't survive on it. And I think because with our delivery service and what we're doing, we're just going to stick with around the clock until things go back to complete normal. And because my kitchen is so small. And having the couch on your back with social distancing, I don't think I could do my food even with nah. like like two or three chefs. You know what I mean? So um, so we're just gonna be rolling with this, mate, until until things go back to normal. And I think just yeah, like you said, ad- adapt and survive for the time being, mate. And then that could be like happens. that could be another six months, though, or more. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> more, mate. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever, like, did you, when you become a chef, did you ever think that this you know this would have happened? Never. Never in my entire life, mate. I never, mate. I never thought I'd been nearly 15 years. And yeah, yeah mate. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just dark, isn't it? 
on that one. Uh, Lee, thank you so much for, um, for joining us. Episode four of uh, Check on Chef. Um, oh, if you could just give us a bit where you're from, um, what you like growing up, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah. So I'm from Stevenage. If you don't know, do you guys know where that is? Yeah. Isn't Northwest so London? Just, it's Hertfordshire, yeah. So it's just past North London. Uh, it's renowned for having the second highest teenage pregnancy rating, just so you know. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of place it is. Uh, yeah, man. I've, I'm from there. I've lived in London for like 13 years. Um, growing up, I guess I was a bit mischievous, kind of like cheeky kind of chap, but was never really a dick, if you know what I mean. I like, was not yeah. never malicious, just sort of wound people up, you know, including my teachers and whatnot. Um, yeah, bumped off That's... a lot, got caught a lot. Um, <laughs> always nice to my like, elders, and but yeah, just a cheeky, chappy lad, really. That seems to be the trend of chef that we've had in the podcast, <laughs> from Tom Griffith to Ellis Barry, mate. Yeah, I wasn't great in school. I wasn't like, you know, I actually got an E in, uh, in food tech. That's a funny, <laughs> funny little thing. GCSE. <laughs> yeah, mate, I got an E. <laughs> I did, you know what? I did food tech GCSE and there was hardly any cooking. I did it purely in the reasons that oh, I like yeah, it. But it was, it was all like uh, coursework of like bacterias and kept like it was just like what the fuck is this yeah same. <laughs> and there's a shitload of baking but not actually much like cooking no, no it wasn't mate i think I've, like, the first thing i did was like beans on toast mate so what outside or what what, we, what, were you, what do you enjoy as a kid are you into sport or music yeah, or anything like that say, something else is quite funny is the only sport i like i don't like football I don't dislike it, I just don't follow it, but I, I really like basketball because I played it as a kid. I was in the school basketball team. You know, I'm basically five foot nothing. And it's just funny. Because <laughs> all the lads were like, fucking tall, and I'm just really small, like, but was good. Fair play. Oh, then I went to college, did the old, did the catering thing for three years because I just yeah. sort of fell into that. I didn't really know what, what I wanted to do and that just seemed like, just seemed, you know, fun and I'm just going to enjoy it and I did and I ended up being pretty good at it and then yeah pretty much it and then that's it just sort of moved to London when I was like 19 and then I haven't really gone back so you you chosen um as part of the first song to like kind of sum up that that era um you've got Guns and Roses Paradise City so why why does that bring you into that, that so kind that, of time the sort of music my mum like loved and I remember as a kid just hearing this song it like loads and when I was like a young kid I remember looking out the bathroom window onto our garden, my mum and like my dad and their two friends like just getting pissed and having a laugh, listening to like <laughs> and the doors and stuff like that. And I just thought this song just reminds me of my childhood. You know what I mean? Ledge. Yeah. Top tune, mate. Top tune. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So straight into the next question, Lee, mate. So what got you into cooking and what led you to become a chef? Well, it was my brother. So basically when I was like, well, I was like 15. My brother worked in like a restaurant. Um, do you remember, do you remember the restaurant's fatty arbuckles? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah mate, do, that, mate. Was my first, that was my first ever job. I was, I was a pop box there. <laughs> and mate, I, I thought I was the coolest kid in town, you know, like all these yeah, okay. pop waitresses working there. I just thought, yeah, I'm the man. I thought I was like a silly little 15 year old. <laughs> yeah, killing, man, on the, just... kill, killing on the microwave. That was, that was it, mate. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, I want to be a chef because I was really good at managing six microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I worked at a hotel called Hambly Manor in Ware. You probably won't know it. It's a little free, free a and restaurant. So was, was this after you've done college, was this, or was this? 
this was during college. Yeah, okay, nice. So I was sort of at college and then working these places. And then I moved to London, a place called Swiss Hotel. That's um, it's in, on the embankment. Yeah, Again, I know exactly where it is. I'm not sure. If, is that hotel still there? I'm not actually sure if it is. I don't know. I'm not too it must sure. Be yeah, yeah. There. But I'm not sure what the restaurant is. Yeah, but that was, free, that was free. That was free. That was free. A Rosettes, uh, five star hotel, and that was. I was just. I was a chef de party at that point. I was there and, for a year, and then went to Galvin at Windows. If you know, you know that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Hilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah That's yeah. a one star free yeah, Rosettes. Nice. I was seeing the chef de party just getting beasted on the on the meat and fish <laughs> section. <laughs> and absolutely, but I've learned. Prep fish like because they do like 120 covers of service, so yeah, man, yeah. And we got all the fish in hole. I tell you, man, like you learn how to prep fish because you yeah. just got, got to get through it. I remember when I, I remember when I, I, I came to London uh, and I thought fucking I was the big names, but I was absolutely shocking. Yeah. And I went and I was really first to your place, didn't yeah. You? And I went to Lebury as my first as like my first job, and, sweet. I, and I did like I ended up doing like five years there, mate. And I remember really? fucking, I got, yeah, and I remember I got onto fish section. And um, so I started there when it had the first star to rise into two star. I was fish section, mate, and we used to get all our fish to come at night. So basically, when we finished service, I had to prep all the fucking fish. And I had to do like fucking on like a Friday night, like 50 of mackerel, mate. And you know, when you fill it mackerel and your hands fucking stink, mate. And I remember <laughs> going home and going to bed, mate, and literally just what? Of fucking rank macro man. That's the highlight of my life, there, mate. <laughs> mate, I genuinely think one of my ex girlfriends left me because I constantly smelled fish. <laughs> <laughs> so Galvin at windows. Galvin at windows. And how long were you at Galvin at windows for? That was uh, just over a year. And then from there, I went to Tom Akins just because I went for a stage. Yeah. And okay. then I think he was so in the shit to staff that he offered me a job. And then I ended up being hired as the pastry chef and I've never really done pastry it's quite funny so I was <laughs> honestly the first six months there I was so in the shit like yeah, I, I didn't I know what I, was, I was trying to like temper chocolate by reading the back of the chocolate packet and like <laughs> just mad shit like that and what and, age were you yeah. what age were you there what age were you leave by this time god I'm just trying to figure that out that's 2009 so what's that um, 11 years ago good. yeah man that's mad so how old were you then sorry Lee uh, what's the one? Thirty-three now. What's that? Wow, twenty-two. So twenty-two, yeah. Yeah. Fucking wow, mate. So did did you know yeah, when you came? So to I was there for four years in total, man. That was a oh, stint, especially for like a, a strong-minded chef like Tom Aikens. You know yeah, I mean? it's a, it's a, I'm sure it's a fucking I'm sure you have nightmares. The first two mate. years there were like was was hard, and then I got promoted. To head was that chef your biggest learning hard. curve than those four years? Yeah, there? definitely. Yeah. I think that's where I like I properly sort of learned to cook and manage people and like yeah wow man. so so i you... think that's where i learned, definitely learned to cook i'd say so you end up being head chef there yeah mate i was head Better chef play, mate. So two, like, like... two years i got promoted so, to head so chef 24 you were head chef yeah man it's mad isn't it? Play, mate. In a one star, friend, yeah. fucking hell man but but if we could just step back a little bit so you worked to fail buckle then you're going to college was your always goal to move to michelin style food I think my goal was just to move to London and get out of Stevenage, if I'm honest. Like, yeah, fair enough. I always, say, yeah. I always used to go there with my mum and just be like in awe of all these massive fucking buildings and like yeah, okay, how busy yeah. it was. I just thought, oh, I want to be a part of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Nice, nice, nice. And then you'd left Tom Aikens, I guess, to go to typing room. Is that correct? Or am I yeah, wrong? so I, well, I left there after four years. To be honest, I was pretty burnt out. I was just like... You know what it's like. I was doing yeah, like mate. eighty-five hour weeks. Sick. You know, we were open six days at that point. Yeah, fucking hell, mate. Yeah, and it was I, just I, tough. 
And like, yeah, we would, we'd had chefs dropping like flies. So sometimes you'd have a brigade of 13 and the next day you'd have eight. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, I, I 100% agree, mate. Like, I remember we were just literally just, it'd be just a constant turnover of chefs every week, mate. You wouldn't be able to hold chefs down. And then like you'd be doing sometimes, because we were a seven operation, we were at Levery, So sometimes you're doing like Shit, 11, mate. 11 to 13 day straights, mate. But somehow you yeah, just that's... on it. Somehow you just funked on it, mate. And I left there purely because of I was just absolutely fucking burnt out from it. I didn't even know myself Same. anymore, mate, because Same, mate. you were just constantly drained. Like, on your days off, you're probably enough sleeping. You or wake up on a nothing. bus. Talk about buses. The amount of times that I'd got on a night bus and then woke up in a bus station. Like, this happened yeah, twice. Yeah, mate. <laughs> and I had to go straight back to work. <laughs> so, 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 so your second John choice is quite funny because obviously talking about this and all the hard work and stuff the second John choice is um, Things Are Getting Better by NERD <laughs> <laughs> and that, so, that is honestly so explain, explain the choice so I'll pick that that's because of the title and obviously the song's bollocks but it just reminds me when I was grafting as just a young chef really and like, yeah. there's a lyric in it that says um, I think it's these people overwork me so I'm a really bad singer, but like <laughs> people did just overwork. People did just overwork me. That's how I felt, you know. Like yeah, nice. So NERD, uh, things are getting better. Okay, sweet. Ne- into the next question, Lee. So Jane, after wanting to become a chef, what's the journey been like? Has there been like any ups and downs? Yeah, or, like, any man, pinnacle sure. moments, any low points that stand out that you can remember from? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, we, we, well, I recently got the star in... Um, yeah, fucking congratulations, mate, yeah, by the way. congratulations on that, man. Yeah, man, it's, weird, it's a weird one, because we got it, and obviously, I was a typing room before that for four years, and, yeah. you know, every chef, it's every chef's dream to get a star in it, and we, we didn't really receive it at typing room. And, you should have, mate, to be fair. Yeah, everyone says that, but I'm sure there was... Mate, we had, we had, we had shit days, like, we had days where staff, you know, we'd low on chefs or whatever, or... If it's have a bad day, a bad service, you know, they just might have been there on that day, who knows? But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess, like, an up was definitely getting the star. And I'd say probably a down was not getting it at the typing room, I guess. Yeah, okay. You were there at Penson's for how long? Like, just a bit under a year, wasn't it? I mean, you got you got a star in, what, the first, like, eight months, is it, or something? I think it was seven, seven months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was there for I mean, just a year, mate. And, I mean, did you feel you were going to have one coming? Did you have an no. inkling that you were going to get a star at all? Nah, but when I was there, man, that's because it was a whole new, it was a new build, so it's like a whole new team, and just I don't know, I just thought I won't definitely get it in the first year at least. But yeah, then, yeah. When we realised we had like a couple of visits, it was like actually this this could be possible. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and had you and had you changed the menu much from type of room to man? That's no, John, do you know what? That's the funny thing. Like there were so many dishes that I kept on the same. <laughs> so it is interesting. It's strange, because eh? It is strange. It's like. I had a few cut of signatures that I kept on, you know, the bread, the fish kids, yeah, yeah, the dill dessert. Um, the cooking <laughs> style was the same. It's a weird one, man. It's was it the one. surroundings you think? Maybe was it because you're not in London. Maybe wasn't like there's so many Michelin stars in restaurants. You're branching out and being in a different area, and because everything that was around Penson's, like a lot of stuff was from like a, a, like I say, a five or ten mile radius, wasn't it? That Mate, was, yeah, yeah. Well, pretty that, much. We we grew a lot of it, and we used everything local as possible like maybe that whole story had like a point that they liked about it but yeah you know, yeah it's a real strange one man people have always asked me to think it's easier to get a star outside of london but i don't have the answer man i don't know it yeah, is interesting because a lot of the food was similar yeah okay and then and then what what made you what made you leave like are you, do you want to answer that or not really no no it's fine man mate it's just i missed i missed the city it's the first time i'd ever not lived in a city 
You know, yeah, and it was fucking. To be honest, out, I took the job on a bit of a whim because I just left um, typing room, didn't really know what I was going to do, and I got offered this, and I went there, mate, and it's on. A, it was on a, the the estate's on a one thousand two hundred acre. Wow, that bit of land. So this fucking is fucking hell, it's fucking, mate. It's fucking huge, mate. You got your own deer, lamb. Yeah, yeah. Like, the possibilities were just. It was like a little playground for a chef. Do you know what I mean? What well, so like, I went there and then. I didn't expect I'd actually move out of London, but when I did, I was just there working my ass off again. And then before you know it, a year's over and you come back. Yeah, yeah. And I bet it must be just such a, a kind of a culture shock from literally being in a city where it just never sleep to literally being a fucking ass in the nowhere, mate. Oh, mate, it's bad, your hair right? out, mate. On the drive and to I... work, like, I kind of like swapped the central line for tractors. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was getting... <laughs> <laughs> I was getting stuck behind tractors, like, and it's, Fuck you know, it I, I know I'm going to be late, and I'm fucking like, oh, come on, man. Like, <laughs> And with chefs and nightmares to get around there? Yeah, do you know what? Or... I ended up getting three boys that used to work for me. Top boys. Um, and the thing is, I think once you get staff, they stay with you because they time they move there. Yeah, okay, so It's not yeah. like London where they can just leave and get a job around the corner because there wasn't anything around the corner. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I think you would retain staff a lot easier. Yeah, and have they still stayed there or have they moved on? No, so when I left, um, every, all the they kitchen staff right. left. Yeah, and I think they enough. had to start the new brigade. So that's an interesting dynamic. I don't really know too much on it. But when uh, when you get that star in that place and then obviously you leave yeah. and, and that and that chef and the, everyone else kind of leaves, what happens to it? Yeah. Like, it can't, what, it, what to the star? Yeah, does the star stay? I mean, the like it can't be well, the same the, anymore, right? The level drops. Well, the star... The star's owned by the the restaurant gets the star, not the chef. Yeah, of course, so, yeah, yeah. So they are still they are, they still have that star. They've got a new chef in. Yeah. Um, Chris Simpson is a good guy. Yeah. yeah and they've just got to guess keep the standard up. That's, I guess that's, that's how works. it works. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be an but, interesting. It's going to be an interesting thing about stars this year, actually, because well, restaurants like if they've not been open, how? Yeah. Gonna exactly. Work? Yeah. But then, but then, like, yeah, because there's no one. There's no one. There's no one. Like there's no Michelin guide out reviewing or doing anything on it. But going back to before, but like, let's be honestly, like that star was based on your food. Yeah, man, definitely. I, I, I believe so. So it, it it does. It is quite funny to say that Henson's does hold that star, but in hindsight, it yeah, was a it few is, being it there. Is an interesting topic, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, okay, one of my absolute favourite tunes, uh, "Half the World Away" by Oasis. So. You talked about the Penton and typewriter. So this this song sums up that that time or type and room. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just a very nice song, isn't it? I remember we did a bit of coursework at it when I was at school for English. So we watched the whole series and then had to write some coursework. Of the royal family. And I just yeah, yeah amazing. Fucking what what a wicked English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a song that like all my all me and my mates used to love and just no, it's one of my most songs that make me feel like good. Absolutely. I defy any like drunk geezers like pissed. Uh, how many times I put my arm around him, like singing this song at the top of my voice? Yeah, so, so... <laughs> hey, here we are, Oasis, <laughs> half the world away. Okay, into the next question, Lee. So, mate, what's the best food creation you've come up with? That's I've, this is an interesting Big question because I don't think I've I don't think I've created or come up with anything. <laughs> I think <Fair> I think <laughs> like I think we we just. You know, we take stuff we've learned and put them our own spin yeah. on it. But I think creating something it's a tough one. That I don't know. I love like the fact I love using vegetables more than meat and fish. But yeah, okay. I'd say I created. You know, like my bread. Everyone makes bread. So, so okay, I'm going to change that question. So, what's been like one of your proudest dishes that you've produced? Then 
I was really happy with the bread that we made. That took a lot of work to like get it right. How did it evolve? And a lot of Go on. Sorry. How did you make? How did it evolve? What was the idea behind it? I'll tell you. I'll tell you where the original recipe come from. The back of the flour packet. Really? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we used to use this flour, Campalou flour. It's like a blend. Yeah. And uh, honestly, we just tried it out one day because we were just going to make like normal sourdoughs, and then this one was really light, but it took a lot of changes. So I can guarantee you now, it's not the actual recipe that's on the back of the no. packet, but that's <laughs> where it originated from. So what? Just for everyone that doesn't know, like what? What is the dish? So it's just it was an IPA sourdough, so it's made with apple juice and um, and an IPA. Yeah. And then yeah, it was just like individually loaves, one for two people, and just. Go on on the table. You just smash it open. Just super crusty on the outside and really fluffy and light on the inside. Sounds outrageous, mate. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess the other one would be um, the apple and dill dessert. I don't know. Have you, have you had that? Did you eat a type of room, James? No, I never did. Unfortunately, mate. No, I never did. Well, that unfortunately, was on, but... that was created there. But like, I just like the idea of using something sort of vegetable based or savoury in desserts and have a little bit of nice, twist on it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay, sweet. And we can run to the second question. Uh, like, what's your must-have ingredient? I've got to say salt, salt, or rapeseed oil. Everything. You know what? Without salt, everything said salt. We need to. We need to ban. We need to ban salt and oil from this question. I reckon. Everything. Salt just makes chefs look good, doesn't it? Just... Yeah, exactly. Okay, so if it weren't salt or oil, mate, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd go cauliflower. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, man, I think cauliflower, if you cook it right, you've got the same sort of texture as a bit of, a bit of meat, I think. And like you can add curry flavours to it, whatever you want. It's, yeah, it's a versatile uh, vegetable. It's really versatile. It's got quite a meaty sort of like structure to it. What kind of dishes have you made up with with cauliflower? Like, what's what dish have you had with it? Like, uh, as a main, we did a um, we did a yeast cauliflower dish with raisins and capers, and then mint. Nice. Like, ra- just like we made like our own raisins. So we pickled grapes and then like dehydrated them. Roasted cauliflower. There's cauliflower about when the first dish come on. There's cauliflower about fifteen. Like, really? <laughs> and I remember looking at it thinking, where did you get this idea from? It's like Tom Aiken's trait. Like, put loads of things oh, on really? the plate. Yeah, fair enough. And I yeah. just, <laughs> over the years, I just cut it back. I was like, stop being such a dickhead. Just fucking put less stuff on the plate. Yeah. Let, 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 let that product, let that, let that yeah, man, it's what it's about. Itself, such, a, such a lovely ingredient. Just like, let, just cook it nicely and let that like, do the talking really. Yeah, exactly. At Pensons, was everything grown on the farm? No, mate, not. So it's it our first year. It was, honestly, it was a building site. It was a, it was a field, and we turned it into... Yeah, fair enough, yeah. So it was a restored barn, like an old listed barn, and then where we grew all the vegetables, it was the first year, for, you know, for the soil. So Yeah, okay, enough, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't, wasn't really enough, much coming like, through, yeah. It takes, it takes a bit of time to get to the point that it can grow, like, very well. But we, we had a good first year, but... Yeah, first nice. year's never going to be like that successful. Yeah, of course, mate. So, uh, Tom, Mitch, Liftoff. Um, a very, like, an alternative song. Um, it's, a, it's really good. Why, 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 why have we chosen this one? Do you boys know this song? Listen I actually it? listened to it this afternoon. It's, it's a really good track. I just never never heard of it before, no. Oh, I like, it's one that. of my favourite artists at the minute. Uh, just for this song, it's, it's, well, it's all, like, instrumental. And it's just got shit loads of levels to it. Mm-hmm. Every time I listen to it, I just find, like... I just can't stop like bobbing my head and like having a little bit of a dance 
around the kitchen. Yeah, it reminds me of um, a band called Boards of Canada, who used to be on like Warp Records back like years ago. Um, if you like, if you like I've this song, heard, yeah, yeah, check them out. Boards of Canada, they're really good. Um, oh, well. so, yeah. All right, so yeah, so Tom Mitch, uh, lift off. <laughs> So it'd be interesting to know, like, what are your top two or top three best restaurants? Yeah, like, this is the, that you go that you've been this to is, as a customer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this one, this was this is a tough one, but Rat in Shoreditch is one of my all-time favourite restaurants. I think I've been there probably twelve times. Where is it again? Sorry, I just find Rat. You know, Rat. Oh, in Shoreditch. sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I nice. just think like it's one of those restaurants that just focus on focus on the ingredients, like they don't fuck about, and it's just a cool vibe in there and. Got to know the people quite well, and I always just feel like I looked after and just have a nice. good time in there. Good, good, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, okay, mate. Uh, okay, next one. The next one is Hawksmoor. I'd say Hawksmoor uh, is Hawksmoor is the concept I wish I come up with. It's one. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such a like a, a great concept, isn't it? Like steaks. Yeah. Shout, shout, shout out to Richard Turner, is it? That's it. Yeah, Richard Turner. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Richard Turner, mate. Yeah, man. I fucking I I. I went to the first one, I think it was in Seven Dials, mate, and I was like, this is just outrageous, mate. Yeah, Honestly, it was so outs, fucking good. The fit-outs are all just classy and, like, comfortable, food's banging. I think, I've, probably been getting, to, yeah. I think I've been to every single one of them now, I think. Wow. In the, in yeah, London. yeah. That's quite yeah, a lot. I'd enough. love to go. I've never been yeah, for a Sunday mate. roast, actually. Sunday roast, we need to try. Oh, mate, mate you got Do, Yeah, mate, does the trick, mate. Does the trick. And even on code, and code do fucking 50% off as well, mate. I know, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely use your Kodak as you're going on Yeah, yeah. and I think on Mondays you can bring your own alcohol as well, mate. I'd never do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've abused it, mate, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then like another restaurant that stands out to yourself that's like been a memorable occasion. Oh, I'd say Cornerstone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a chat, mate. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's, I've, good, always, man, I've always lived in East, so it's like it's not far from where I am. Obviously Tom's a fucking great chef. And it's always it's boring, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With wicked food, good music. And Hackney Wick is like, it's an up-and-coming area, man. It's proper cool now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they fucking flattened near enough most of Hackney Wick, haven't they, to be honest with you? And yeah, literally, they're just fucking, they're just chucking loads of residents in there, but I guess it's, it's, it's mad. It's mate. mad to see how much... <laughs> They're just putting up like Lego. Yeah, they are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, but Cornerstone, Cornerstone, and the first year he had there was outrageous, wasn't it? Like awards and oh, he's, he's fucking, absolutely he's smashed out the park yeah absolutely yeah i think he's won every award going really, yeah isn't he? definitely <laughs> yeah he did didn't he mate yeah i mean those he missed out was getting a start poor boy yeah i can't believe that <laughs> yeah i know it was just like it was written in the stars really wasn't it poor boy but yeah yeah no i was yeah, texting I... I was texting him before like thinking like he'll text me any minute saying like he's had a quick he's had the email and stuff and yeah, i just couldn't believe it when he didn't man. yeah it was a strange one last year, yeah. wasn't it, actually, to be fair? There was lots of people who, who, was, who we thought would get it who didn't get shout-outs. Some people were taken away. Like, wow. It was... Maybe one or two restaurants in London that got it, but it was all outside of London, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, mate. Honestly, like, I truly didn't believe we'd get it. And then I was in service looking through my emails on my phone. Yeah. And then I saw this email, because you get an email and it says, it says, don't tell anyone. And as soon as I saw this mission email, I literally... It was it was a bit of an open kitchen. I screamed and swore so fucking loud. Yeah. Was like, well, I was like fucking get in and like realised, <laughs> turn around and all the customers are looking at me and like I've literally told everyone in the room that we've just got. I mean, start. I can't believe they write that in there. Like, please don't say anything to anyone. Like, such a huge moment in your like career. Yeah, and it's like, please don't say anything. Know, but ridiculous. you've got to start. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I don't think anyone would be able to keep, like, keep that quiet. Oh, definitely you know I mean? not. 100% not. Um, okay, well, this is James Brown. So explain this. James Brown, the boss. Absolute tune. Why, why have you chosen this one? I remember I did, um, I did an interview with GQ years ago, and they, one of the questions they asked me was, if you could walk down the street, and every time you, you did, there was a song that played out loud. And I thought, do you know what? Every time I listen to this yeah. song, you just walk, you just feel the absolute man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just one of those feel good. Nas, is it the song that Nas did years later? Get down. Is that what he uses? He used this song, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Such such a tune. But anyway, James Brown, the boss. Okay, Lee, mate. So we're nearly wrapping this up now. But what is next for you? Do you be looking for an investor for twenty twenty one? That's it, and mate. Yeah. Thing. Well, yeah, I, 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 that's the plan, but you just got to see how things work out, really, haven't we? Yeah. But that's true. the plan. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get a site. You know, it's just. I think. I think you'd be. I think you'd be surprised with your caliber. Yeah, absolutely. And places like are going to be so dirt cheap. There'll probably be no premiums on places. You're yeah, going to be know, probably like in demand, and, and restaurants are going to close, and there's going to be investors with money that are going to want to invest, mate. And they're going to look at opportunities, and probably in zone one where there'll be no premium. And you'd probably be doing pretty right, I reckon, mate. Yeah, man, I reckon, I reckon you're right. There'd be a lot of sites up for grabs. Yeah, and I, and I think, and I think also as well is it, it could be a bit different, but I think maybe like the chef could be more in control of some things now, mate, because of people going to want to invest. But you could be more in power in some kind of ways. That's what I hope. That would be the dream, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. What's uh, interesting question? What would uh... What is the Lee Westcott re- restaurant? What's what would it be like? How what would the feel be? How like you know what's in your what's in your head? How 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 would how it be? It's always been the same, I think. So it's fine dining, but it's not it's not like stuffy or like you know you don't you don't feel like a wanker sitting there trying to be quiet in this fine dining restaurant. It's comfy, yeah. the tunes are playing, it's vibes, it's like straight vibes for us. Food's good, you know. It's fine dining, but it's all without all that pretentious. Stuff. Yeah, exactly, man. That, I don't really fucking like this day and age, to be honest with you, man. No, I, I, mean, remember, when get, I, was, you... I remember when I was, when I was a young chef, like, I saved up once a month to go eat in a nice restaurant, a Michelin-style restaurant, and I'd sit there and have the most boringest time of my life because yeah. you feel like yeah. you can't talk to your mate. Yeah, you've got you to sit don't there. feel comfortable, mate. No, so I never, yeah. never wanted that. Yeah, you're not fucking just texting your mate next to you. You feel so fucking uncomfortable, mate, or just fucking in silence the whole fucking time, mate. Yeah, those yeah, days not gone. Cup of tea. Oh, yeah, they have them, mate. Do you want to get go for a star again or you think fuck I've got it honestly honestly I would never go for a star like but I don't know I'd do the same food but it's just one of those things like I think if you want it that bad you you won't get it because you try trying too hard and I think maybe that's what happened at typing room so maybe fair enough I just wanted to create a restaurant that I love spending time in like people like coming to yeah absolutely nice alright well brings us on to the the final bit the, the, the quick fire round yeah so Quick fire round, um, no pause. First answer comes in your head. Negroni's old fashioned. Negroni's. Pensions or typing room. Typing room. First, Ooh. first celebrity crush. Oh fuck! What's uh, biz? And it passes all over my wall. <laughs> <laughs> we had some great answers with that one. What did Tom Griffith yeah. say? What did Tom Griffith say? He said, um, he said Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Tom Hardy is pretty fit. Yeah, indeed. Crush. I mean, wow, Jesus. Um, Lee, man, it's been an absolute sorry, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to understand 
more about your your life and your journey and everything, man. It's been fucking sweet. And uh, mate, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. No, thanks very much, man. It's good to man. No, I hope to see you both soon. Yeah, yeah, mate, absolutely. Sure, mate. Um, yeah, man. If you need anything, just let us know, mate. But um, yeah, man. Once it lift, once everything's lifted off, and then we can get back to normal again, mate. Yeah, come hit us up, man, for sure. So to finish the pod, we've got to go through his, uh, Lee's last uh, song choice. So Curtis Mayfield, move on up. What have you? Um, you have you chosen this song? <laughs> This one's just, it's just a banger, isn't it? Like, yeah. I think if you listen to the words right now as well, this situation is, is like incredibly fitting as well. Yeah. But, mate, it's just one of those, just the, like really good, good, like feel good tune, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It really is. Lee, thank you so much. And um, take care, man. Thanks take so care. much. Nice Bye-bye. Bye. And that completes episode four. A massive thank you again to Lee. To see more of his plans for the future, follow him at Lee Westcott. There'll be a list of all the restaurants that Lee and James have discussed in the podcast bio. And thank you so much again for listening. We'll be back again next week. Stay safe and bye for now.